How many know God's the ultimate problem solver? Anybody got problems right now? Problems? I think we've all got problems. Have you ever thought, here's a question, have you ever thought, how does God solve problems? We all have problems, but we're trying to solve our problems at a human level. I believe when we understand how God solves problems, we wouldn't be as freaked out by the problems that we face. You know, how many know God has problems? You and I are one of those problems. God has problems. Uh, if he wanted a problem-free existence, he would have never created humanity. He was carefree before he created you and I. And, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden, they were in a perfect world. But because they're Adam and Eve, they sinned. And as a result of that, problems entered the world. And, and it came because God created them with a level of autonomy. They had the freedom to choose. He, he created them with an innate need to relate to others. How many know a lot of our problems today happen because of relationships? You know, some of you know what I'm talking about right now. Things are going on and it's in this, this need to relate and this need to connect. It brings all sorts of problems to the surface. And then he gave them the ability to create and envision a preferred future. And because they, they saw something beyond themselves, you know, again, that brought a whole lot of problems. In life, I want to say, you're going to have problems. Uh, you know, right now, I challenge to say each and every one of us have got problems. In fact, just turn it to your neighbor and say, I've got problems. I've got problems. I've got problems. But what I figured out is that actually God loves solving problems. God loves solving problems. And to be alive today is to have problems, to, to dream of a better future that, that creates problems. You know, the fact that we've got vision in life you know, means that problems are going to eventuate. They're launching new locations in new places. That doesn't just happen and it just all doesn't go smoothly. In fact, it would be easier sometimes just to sit and do nothing. Well, that's what we think in our mind. But the fact that we've got vision means that a whole lot of problems come along with that. But again, then to not dream, to not have a dream also creates problems. You know, to have a meaningful relationship, their desire, that brings along with it problems because there's a danger of being misunderstood and hurt. But then to not relate creates a whole lot of problems. In fact, loneliness and isolation, you know, brings a, a whole lot of mental health challenges along and you have problems either way. I, I want to say right at the state, problems are unavoidable. Unavoidable. Some of us think there's this nirvana place that we get to in life where all our problems go away. Uh, they don't go away. So the, the big question we need to ask is, does God solve our problems or should we solve our problems ourselves? It's a good question. See, the record of the Bible, if you read the Bible, it's just a whole lot of stories of people who've got issues. They got problems. I, and I take comfort in reading the Bible because I'm going, man, my problems aren't as big as they've got. 
I read the book of Job. How many have ever read the book of Job before? Book of Job, first chapter. His whole family dies. His workplace is burnt. You know, all he knows is just totally destroyed. He has problems. And I reckon God put the, the book of Job in the Bible to help us realize that none of us have got it that bad. In fact, I hear people go, oh, I'm going through a Job experience. And I'm going like, what, you got a headache? In comparison to Job, none of us have problems. And I love that it's all recorded in the Bible. I love that God, the Bible records people's mistakes. How many take comfort in that? Heroes like David in the Bible, he made mistakes. Heroes like Peter, you know, often said things that he didn't think about before it came out of his mouth. Uh, there's a lot of guys who, who created problems for themselves and it's all in the Bible and God used them to do something significant. One thing I take heart in is when it comes to God is there's no new problem. There's, there's no new problem. It's like God's I'm not up in heaven going, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, what are we going to do about that? Oh, we need to call a committee meeting. We need to get Michael Gabriel around because this is a new problem. But how often in our own head do we, we go, oh, this is big, this is massive, this is huge. And, and it's almost like we make it even too big for God. But, but God's not up in heaven freaking out over the problems you have in your life right now. Come on, how many take comfort in that fact alone? That there's no new problems and God is bigger than any problem we face. See, in a way, we are all looking for and needing solutions right now. Everyone, doesn't matter how much money's in your bank account, doesn't matter what your status is, everybody's looking for a solution. And I want to even say, knowing God, knowing Jesus doesn't take away all your problems. Some of you have thought, you know, if I gave my heart to Jesus, all my problems will go away. Well, that's a lie. In fact, knowing Jesus sometimes brings more problems into your world. Have you ever tried to explain to your friends what you do on a Sunday and what church is like and they think it's some quiet religious service? You know, just that in itself can be hard to articulate. But knowing God, you know, you, you know Jesus, people are not going to understand you, not going to understand your faith and what you're about. So there's a whole lot of problems to solve. But, but when you solve a problem... Man, you get something and you solve it, that feeling, that joy, that sense of fulfillment, that's why I reckon God loves solving problems. He loves solving problems. But the problem in a lot of places is we look to wrong solutions. In fact, you know, today, to, for people who've got problems, we've all got problems. Tend to your neighbor say, you've got problems, just in case they don't realize, you've got problems, and I ain't one of them. We've all got problems, but the problem in many places has how we go about trying to solve their problems. See, many people are looking for la-la land solutions. Uh, la-la land solutions. It's like, I've got a problem, I've got a need in my life, and we're just expecting the answer to just drop out of heaven. And, and come, you know, it's like, oh man, we want a relationship, we want a boyfriend, girlfriend, but we haven't even learned to have a shower and put on deodorant. I'm going, where are you at? We one day want to own a house, but we don't want a job. It's like the two don't 
match together. And so we're living in this la-la land thinking, oh, somebody, oh, we're just going to win a lot, so we're going to make it big, and suddenly it's going to arrive at our doorstep. And, and what that is, it's living in la-la land. So many people's heads are in the clouds that there are no earthly use because they're all up here, but they don't realize that God actually anoints us and commissions us and empowers us to find solutions. But then there's other people who try and solve solutions by the avoidance at all costs. I found no problem goes away through procrastination. Some people think, well, if I just procrastinate, you know, it will go away, it will disappear. No, I found when I do that, problems tend to get a lot bigger. You know, akuna matata, you know, that, that whole thing, a problem-free philosophy, that, that doesn't exist. There's, there's no such place. Yeah, you know, he was over there with Timon and Pumbaa, but all the time, scar still had to be dealt with. And, and there's always going to be a scar that you're going to have to go back to. And some of us, are the avoidance at all costs, ah, you know, I'll just be over here in my world and pretend there's no problem. No, that problem's just getting bigger. And so we've got la-la land solutions. We've got avoidance at all costs solutions. And then we've got shifty solutions. Shifty, shifty solutions. And, and shifty solutions is when you simply shift the problem to somebody else. It's not my issue, it's your issue. Anybody know some shifty people like that? You know, I'm sure when it comes to home and chores and different things like that, it's amazing how many people have got shifty solutions. They make the problem, the issue, somebody else's problem. And there's the shifty solutions. But then we've got, got out there is we've got martyr or messiah solutions. And this is people, people who, when it comes to a problem, they carry it personally. And they carry the weight of the world on their shoulders and they feel like, oh, they've got to carry the burden of everybody's problems and they've got to be the solution to every problem that ever comes up. They, they, it's almost like, I have to have an answer to this. But I want to free you from that today because I really believe that God wants to give us supernatural, spiritual answers. Come on, to our problems, the answers are found in the Spirit. If we're going to solve problems and, 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 and resolve them in a great way is we need to find those answers in the Spirit because there's different types of problems in the world. There's relational problems. There's financial problems. Anybody got a financial problems right now? Yeah, a few people got that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's emotional problems. There's mental health problems. There's, there's spiritual problems. But if you think about this, and I want you to think about this, is most of your problems, if not all of your problems can be solved through a relationship. I'll say that again. The answer to your problems, the answer to the solution you need is found through relationship. If you don't know the answer, chances are somebody else will. How many are thankful for good friends? Good friends, I know you look over their shoulder during an exam. When you don't know the answer, they know the answer. And so, hey, it's going on there. But the answer 
You need is found in the relationships in the world. You know, or if they don't know, at least they will know somebody who knows. And if they don't know, then they will know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows. And, and so somebody will know. And if nobody on earth knows, God knows. Because after all, he's omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. So all the solutions to our problem, get this, can be solved. When you've got a problem, recognize this. All the, prob- all the solutions to our problems can be solved by a relationship. But here's the kicker. Relationship problems are part of the big problem. And relationship problems often go deep. I, I often say this. We don't have relational problems. Oh, we've got problems with my friend group. I've got problems in my marriage. I've got problems in this. I've got problems in that. We don't have relationship problems. We have problems that we bring into relationships. Uh, that's why in a lot of places, the thought of a lifelong fulfilled committed relationship is a fairy tale. Is because, ah, oh, nah, that won't last. That's too good to be true. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And every, I want to say this. Every relationship has problems. Every relationship has problems. But without an understanding of grace, without an understanding of forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration, I want to say we're all stuffed. Here's the good news. Welcome to Equipage Church. We're all stuffed. Yeah, it's, without that... There's no hope for our relationship because all of us have got our issues and then we take those issues and then we relate to other people and those issues become their issues and then we've got a whole lot of issues. You know, when it comes to church, you know, many people leave church because they get hurt by the church, hurt by relationships. But I want to say you need to be a Christian to survive church. You actually need to have an understanding of grace, forgiveness, love, and you need to operate in there. And in the end, you can't pass on what you haven't received yourself. Could it be right now that our biggest problem, and I've highlighted, is we've got relational issues, but the foundation to those problems is is a spiritual issue. It's, It's not a physical issue. It's not a money issue. The answers that we need are found in the Spirit. And I'm leading to take you to this chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I love this this chapter. It's it's brilliant. You you just got to read it. You got to meditate on it. You got to think about it. And it says, this is what the Scripture means. Verse 9. This is what the Scripture means when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. How many love God? There's a promise there. You can't see with your natural eyes what God's got for you. You can't hear it with your ears. You can't even comprehend it in your mind. God's got something big for you, bigger than you can imagine. And he goes on and he says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. So how you receive anything from God If you want to receive solutions from God, you don't receive them in your mind. You first receive them in your spirit. When it comes to a God dream, that's how God speaks. He speaks to us in our spirit. 
Too many people are trying to understand God in their mind, but that means God can't be bigger than their mind, which isn't that smart. How you receive, you receive it in the Spirit. In the Spirit, it says, but it's God's revealed these things by His Spirit. For the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. How many want to know God's deep secrets? I know some of you got secrets, but God's secrets are good secrets. And He shows us deep secrets and He says, no person, no one can know a person's thought except a person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And listen to this, verse 12. And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. God's got a whole lot on offer right now. He's given it to us, but we don't know it because we don't perceive it. And then he goes, verse 13, and he says, When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit and using the Spirit's word to explain spiritual truths. I, I pray tonight you're not hearing just with your ears. You're listening with your spirit. Because if you're going to receive anything from God, it's going to be in your spirit. If you came to be entertained, you're going to go home disappointed. If you came to hear a funny story, hey, I haven't got many. But, but if you, you want to hear and what, what God wants to deposit in your life and when it comes to your future, you've got to engage your spirit. But verse 14, it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. So they sit there and they go, oh, that, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand that. It's like people can be in a service and one can get, oh man, that was amazing. That was incredible. On one level, because they're listening with their spirit and another person can sit there and fall asleep and go, oh man, I wish you would shut up. Yeah, I've gone in the second row. All right. But when, but people who are in spirit can't receive these truths. It all sounds, listen to this. It all sounds foolish to them they can't understand it. Only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. And those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? And who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. I want us to say that all out loud, because when it comes to solutions... If you've got problems, you can know God's mind. You can know His mind. But it's in the Spirit. We have the mind of Christ. Come on, I want us to say that right now. We have the mind of Christ. You can know God's, God's thoughts. You can know God's plan. You can know God's purpose. But it's in the Spirit. It's found in the Spirit. We do ourselves a disservice when we try and solve spiritual issues with human wisdom. We mess ourselves up and we make a bigger problem. I want to say, here's, here's seven realizations, and I'm going to go through these really quickly. Seven realizations. Number one is we don't live in a problem-free world. It doesn't exist. There's problems. This world's got problems. I've got problems. But let's thank God for problems. That's a different way of looking at it. Let's actually thank God for problems. Joseph, he had a lot of problems, but I love the words quoted in Psalm, Psalm 119. It says, my troubles turned out for the best. They forced me to learn from your textbook. Truth from your mouth means more to me than striking it rich in a gold mine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I learned. My troubles turned out for the best. They, they forced me to learn, to understand how you think. They forced me to get in the, in the spirit. And, and we're going to not subscribe to the myth that, that money's going to solve our problems. No, God solves your problems. God solves your problems. And we don't live in a problem-free world. Second realization is God uses people to solve problems. Sometimes we'll get a download from him just reading our Bible, but other times we'll listen to somebody or we'll hear somebody and we'll think, ah, ah, that's the missing link. That's what I've been missing. And, and, And you're able to join the dots. He commissions us. Do you you know you're the answer to somebody else's need? Or even to take it home, you are the answer you've been looking for. You are. Somebody of us are waiting for somebody else to come and fix the problem, and God says, no, I've empowered you. God uses people to solve problems. Third thing about about realization is relationships bring answers. Uh, the often uh, the saying is, your network is your net worth. <laughs> Business people know that. Your network, your network of relationships is where your value comes from. It's who you know, it's who you can connect with. And that's why relationships, the right relationships are so important because they steer you in the right direction. When it comes to friends, number four, fourth realization is not all solutions are equal. Some of us are just putting a Band-Aid over a problem. Uh, the problem when you go in and you get surgery is, is, is what happens afterwards. They've got to get you up and moving. If they don't get you up and moving, uh, what can happen is, is you end up in a worse off place than what they try to resolve. These secondary infections that, that, that can take place. And, and when it comes to solutions, uh, solutions are multi-layered. And I like Moses in the Bible, he has a problem. And I, I want you to follow me on this one. Moses, he has issues so bad that he wants to kill himself. He, he's in a bad way, bad, bad way. And in Deuteronomy chapter 1 gives us a little bit of a summary of what he's going through. You can read it in Numbers chapter 11 as well. But in Deuteronomy 1 verse 9, it says, Moses continued, and he says, At that time I told you, you are too a great, bur- you are too great a burden for me to carry by myself. He's speaking to all the Israelite people. He's the leader, and he's going, Ah, oh, you guys are a nightmare. I can't carry this all by myself. And the Lord, your God, has increased your population, making you more numerous than the stars. And so even the fact that they're growing... He's going, that's just brought a whole lot more problems. You know, it's often people want more, but I like what T.D. Jake says. He says, if you want more, more is more of everything. It's not just more of the good stuff. And if you can't handle the little problems now, you're going to struggle when it goes along, when you grow and you get older. And it goes on and he says, may the Lord your God... Lord, the God of your ancestors, multiply you a thousand times more and bless you just as he promised. Hang on, Moses. Hang on, hang on. you got problems because they're already too numerous and you can't handle their problems. And now you're praying that God would bless you and multiply you a thousand times more. What are you thinking, Moses? You idiot. 
you're just increasing your problems. Your problems. And then he goes on and says, but you, but you are such a heavy load to carry. How can I deal with all your problems and bickering? And then he goes, choose some well-respected men from each tribe who are known for their wisdom and understanding, and I will appoint them as your leaders. Here's where we get into problems. As we try and solve the problem at the level of the problem. If you want a God answer, you've got to go back to the promise. Because in light of the promise, Moses was then able to see the solution. Some of us look at the problem and we try and fix the problem, but we don't do it in the light of God's promise. If you want to solve problems, how God solves problems, he always goes back to the promise. He goes back. That's the first place. You call me. God, you put this dream in my heart. God, I'm not here by chance. And you can look at the problems and get so overwhelmed with the problems that you lose sight of the promise. But holding on to the promise is what is going to give you the solution that you need. Come on, there's a lot in that. If you could get that in your spirit and remind yourself, when you've got problems, when you've got issues, go back to the promise. Go back to the promise. So often we make more problems out of a problem because we're trying to solve them at a human level. They need a God answer, which brings me to the fifth realization is prayer is the foundation to any God solution. Come on, how many want to know some God solutions? Stop living in la-la land. Stop avoiding. Stop being shifty. Come on, if we want God solutions, real God solutions, God solutions are out of this world. They're crazy. We need God solutions for our schools. We need God's solutions for our finances. We need God's solutions for poverty. We need God's solutions for the war in the Ukraine. Man's tried to solve those problems and it's just created a bigger mess. We need God's solutions and prayer is the foundation to any God's solution. Prayer is the foundation. You're not going to find answers without praying. And the good news is when you pray, He hears. That's what differentiates us from every other religion as we serve a God who hears and answers. And He wants to answer you. He doesn't, he's not going to leave you hanging. He's going to answer you. And prayer is the foundation, which brings me to number six. And this is where we've got to get in our heart, is sin is our greatest problem. Why is it? Because the wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. The wages of sin, the cost of sin is death. Sin simply means this. It means to miss the mark. It doesn't matter whether you miss the mark by this much, by this much, by this much. You've missed the mark. And the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have, each and every one of us. And the wages of sin is death. Some people go, I've sinned and I'm not dead, I'm alive. Well, if you unpack that word death, death simply means to be separated from separated so when you die you're separated from this physical body but your spirit lives on and what you decide here determines where you're going to be in eternity that that's it but today you can be spiritually dead and when you sin 
You're separated from the life force that's found in God. You're separated from answers and solutions that God wants to bring to your life. Sin says, I'll just do life my own way. I don't need this God stuff. I don't need to know God's mind on this. No, I've got this sort of, leave me alone. It's my life. But then you'll just be trapped in sin and that's where people get into spirals and they do stuff that they thought they'd never do because one sin just opens the door to a whole lot more. And sin is our greatest problem. But here's the good news. We already have the solution. And that's what we're celebrating at Easter because Jesus came and He paid the price of our sin. Even though... He didn't know whether we'll respond to it. He bought the answer before we were even alive. He gave us a solution and He died and He rose again and He conquered sin and death once and for all so that you, wouldn't have to be, you and I wouldn't have to be separated from God, that we could know answers to the problems that we face on a daily basis, to the challenges You're not meant to live life alone. You're meant to live it in in relationship with God. And many people say, well, that Christianity stuff, that's just a crutch for weak people. Or weak people, they, they know I can sort this out. But I wanna say, when it comes to knowing God, knowing God is not a form of weakness. Needing God is not a form of weakness. It's about completeness. You don't say to a fish, Oh, water's just a crutch. A fish was designed to live in water. It's part of its design. You and I are designed to live in relationship with God. You don't say to an electrical appliance, oh, you need electricity. That's the way it's been designed. It needs electricity to flow through it. You and I are designed to know the Spirit of God flowing through our lives which brings creativity and answers and life and freedom to the world around us. Sin, that separates us from God. It separates us from the very thing that we need, which is the seventh uh, realisation, is the cross is the solution. The cross, I know it sounds simplistic. That people go, oh yeah, they just say the cross. The cross, but the cross... What Jesus did there. Life flowed. Life flowed. Our spirits were dead because of their separation from God. But because of Jesus, you and I are alive in Him. If anyone is in Christ, Paul says, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. That's good news. And it's a free gift that you and I can receive.